Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 81. We have now done as many episodes as the number of Hail Marys said in the rosary each night. Wow. Speaking of things that will bore you to tears if you're not religious, today we are talking about the five love languages (laughs) by Gary Chapman. You can read along with us by going to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. There exists a two-hour version and a four-hour version. Really quick uh, survey. Who did the... Did anyone do the two-hour version? No. No. Wow. So, uh, to be fair, I did fall asleep. <laughs> so, you I'm did little, your own abridging. I'm a little afraid that it might be in my subconscious at this point. Oh, no. Get oh, engrams. Engrams. <laughs> anyway, you can get the audiobook for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep and keep the free book. Even if you cancel your trial subscription before they charge you anything, it's a great deal, and it also helps our show out a lot. Another way you can help the show out a lot is to suggest topics for us to read or watch. Go to read-weep.com, that's our website, slash suggest, a dash and a slash in the same address. And uh, go there and uh, suggest a new topic for us. Vote on other topics other people have voted on. It'll be cathartic for you and painful for us in the long run, but worth it. Let me introduce you to today's panel. First of all, my name is Alex Vokton. I'm your host, but I have a very special set of guests with me tonight. First up... All he wants is for you to run your hand through his hair, then hold his hand, kiss him, embrace him, and have sexual intercourse with him. That's all. In Northern California, it's Ezra. If you're a man, you probably believe in the physical part of the love language, especially the sexual part of the love language, especially the blowjob part of the love language. <laughs> that is when I feel most loved, yes. <laughs> Me too. Also... <laughs> Also joining us as always, all he wants is for you to vacuum the floor, wash his dishes, and paint his bedroom. Why won't you paint his goddamn bedroom? In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris. I mow the lawn because I don't know how else to express my feelings. What's up? (laughs) I love the idea of the guy pushing his lawnmower around going, I'm doing this for you! (laughs) (laughs) Just crying like, there's no love in our marriage anymore, so I'm doing this. There are a lot of lawn clippings, though. <laughs> which you could use as a cheap gift. Speaking of which, we have a very special guest with us today. All she wants is small gifts like, I don't know, maybe something new every day, like a pizza, a wildflower, her favorite cookie, <laughs> a night off with a babysitter and a really expensive meal and some fancy Chianti and maybe some lobster. That's all. Ladies and gentlemen, in New York, let's welcome Kate back to the program. I want your love to love tank your love language in love, you filthy gold digger. (laughs) (laughs) It's so romantic when you say it that way. What's the least favorite cookie do you have? That's what I wonder. Oatmeal raisin. Okay, that's fair. That's not a gift. It's got oatmeal (laughs) and raisins in it. No, you know, well, I don't know. There's also oatmeal like craisin. Oatmeal cranberry raisin. Like a mm. breakfast cookie. <laughs> a scone cookie. <laughs> hey, we have a cookie, but we're going to take out the good stuff in it. <laughs> I search the seven seas and I've to the carpet. I browse through the brochures. Hey, it's time to summarize the book because we're moving along at a rapid pace this week. It's time to summarize. Chris, as always, you are a resident summarizer for your dulcet tones of freakish recall. Today, I would like you to summarize The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman in the style of a charming Southerner. (laughs) 
Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages is a book (laughs) about how to keep your marriage alive and full of love at all times. That's right. Everything in your marriage can be boiled down to the metaphor of a gauge on a tank. For argument's sake, let's call it the love tank. And before you fill the love tank, not with semen or urine or anything that would be gross, you fill it with kind words or acts of service or any other of the five love languages that I can't really think of right now. (coughs) At this point, he goes through example after example after example of people he clearly made up whose only problem is that they don't (laughs) talk to one another and figure out what the other one wants out of the relationship. But once you do that and you can express it through the five languages of love, things will be better. And you know what? It's all for Jesus. <laughs> surprise! Yeah. In a twist like surprise ending, it's all for Jesus. I especially like the part where you said, before you fill that tank with urine or semen or something gross, <laughs> it's just good you got that warning in there, because I was like, really? An empty tank? Yeah. Can I just say, so kids have love tanks also, and just a warning, do not go up to kids offering to fill their love tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, great. Now let's do the compliments. Like we always like to start and end the show with a compliment sandwich is what differentiates us from a normally funny podcast and makes us true, legitimate, fair criticism. Right? It does that, right? Right. Yeah, of course. So uh, to open up, Kate, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What do you prefer? Mm, I'll go first, actually. Oh, please. I can't wait. Compliments first? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This book... (laughs) It takes common sense and wraps it in an easy-to-swallow cult chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I like cult chocolates. Yeah. I mean, this book really does not apply to any of us, right? Even (laughs) Ezra, who's married. This is, like, for people who are, like, 50. But with the emotional growth of a (laughs) five-year-old. I thought it was really helpful because it says you have to identify your partner's main love language, which means that, like, before I was, you know, taking care of Sarah, like, in all these ways, but I can just drop off the bottom four. <laughs> I my time in half, at I least. I think this ties back into the four-hour body. You have to find the minimum effective dose yeah, of right. love language. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to go second for my compliment. Language is very confusing, and since language is one of the focuses of the book, I really appreciated when he said that... With kind words, we say words of love in a kindly tone. Keeping in mind that the same sentence can have two different meanings depending on how you say it. The statement, I love you, when said with kindness and tenderness, can be a genuine expression of love. But what about the statement, I love you? The questioning voice changes the whole meaning of those three words. Really, Gary Chapman, thank you for finally explaining to me (laughs) what I've been doing wrong all these years, which is putting question marks in sentences that don't need them. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Good compliment. (laughs) It goes the other way, though, also, right? Because, like, before I was saying, I hate you, but now if I say, I hate you, it doesn't feel bad, does it? (laughs) No. It's okay. Quit leaving those messages on my answer. <laughs> I hate you. I, I like that you accent you because you know that you hate. You just haven't figured out who to put it on yet. All right, uh, Ezra, what is your compliment then since you, you've got all this hate filled inside you? Well, I, I think this basically this whole thing with the love tank really sets up a great follow-up song for the B-52s uh, because we know that the, the love tank is a little old way 
for you to <laughs> gauge your marriage. <laughs> can't wait for them to get their hit. Love tank, baby. Love tank. Wait, was that you singing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, that leaves you. What is your first compliment? You know, despite hearing for four and a half hours about a depressing world in which people my parents' age don't pay attention to one another. <laughs> uh, there are a couple things that I liked and I thought were kind of cute. Um, one of the things that he suggests is that to l- increase the gauge on your love tank or fill up your love tank. Or, um, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how it works. But whenever you get in the car together, to just give each other a quick little kiss. And I thought that was really cute. And I might do that. And now uh, every time I see a car, I get a very so- slight hard on. <laughs> one kiss worth of hard on? Yeah, just, yeah, so one tenth of a hard on. <laughs> Wait, that has gauges too? <laughs> <laughs> well, that we knew about. It's like, <laughs> you kiss him, it's like, just just but 10 kisses exact. Should I have not told you that that's how many kisses it takes? What with 11? This is why this is why a stage kiss is just a stage kiss, right? Because I can do up to up to nine stage kisses and it's okay. No, don't I'm... don't ever do a play with me, yeah, or or do one to nine plays with me. <laughs> Baby. All right, now it is time for the uh, our more natural segment. This is our hate segment. This week we're playing a game that I call Hate Taboo, or Hate Boo. This game, uh, there are a few words you're not allowed to use, and if, if you say them, I will use a buzzer angrily in your ear. Okay. Are you going to tell us what the words are? Nope. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it's not love. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, in any order, hates, lay them out. It's like a dude from the 50s had to sit you down and instruct you on marriage on your wedding day. It does feel like that. Yeah. And it's very uncomfortable. It just solidified my own belief in never getting married. I was wondering if it had that effect on everybody but Ezra. I mean, I like my <laughs> marriage, but I mean, if I could like make my marriage a different thing entirely, just so like Gary Chapman wouldn't have talked about something that I was a part of. <laughs> yeah, the part where the 10 suggestions, it made me so uncomfortable hearing him tell me how to touch my boyfriend. It, was, it got to the point where I was worried I wouldn't be able to ever do any of those 10 things. <laughs> and someday I really do want to run our jacuzzi water and tell him to come on in. I was looking for a partner. <laughs> I liked that part because he just assumed you had a jacuzzi. I yeah. know. That's one of the things that you have to do yeah, when you jacuzzi water. Sometimes he's looking out for poor people like me where he's like, instead of a gift, you can just make a card by taking a piece of used printer paper at work and folding it in half and cutting a heart <laughs> out of it. And then later he's like, oh, and, and just kickstart the jacuzzi. What? Just just fire up the private helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Once I give her, I'll give her the stolen used printer paper card that says jump in the jacuzzi with me later. And yeah. on the back says, Jenkins, uh, I didn't get your memo. <laughs> on the back, it's got a memo about sexual harassment. Uh, <laughs> Don't invite them into the jacuzzi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jenkins, I've started the jacuzzi and I'm looking for a partner. <laughs> <laughs> on marriage, I felt like I was stuck again with uh, Ben Affleck's Julie character, um, sort of saying that like <laughs> marriage is at the top of his like must-commit pyramid. Um, <laughs> but then the problem is that like every other example he gives in the book is why it's such a bad idea to be married. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know what's weird is like a lot of this a lot of this stuff is he talks to people who married like way too young and committed way too early for the wrong and it's reason. not about yeah for the wrong reasons and it's not at all about well think about divorce but since he's in the business of marriage counseling, he's like okay well let's see how you guys can survive this yeah he, <laughs> I, this is especially troubling during yeah. one of the last examples from the woman who said is it possible to love someone you hate yeah and and his solution. Guys, wait, wait, pause there. I actually have a great clip for this. Great. My, I guess my hate would be he co-opted Jesus in order to get people laid in, in hateful marriages. <laughs> if you could oh, play yeah. the clip. Yeah, absolutely. Set a goal to have sexual intercourse at least once a week, huh. the first two weeks, and twice a week, the following two weeks. Oh, oh Dr. Chapman, that one's going to be difficult. <laughs> I found it so hard to be sexually responsive to him when he ignores me all the time. I, oh. I felt used rather than loved in our sexual encounters. I mean, he acts as though I'm totally unimportant all the rest of the time, and then he wants to jump in bed and use my body. <laughs> I resent that. I can certainly understand that. Your response is natural and normal. Loving someone who's not loving you is extremely <laughs> difficult. It goes against our natural tendencies. <laughs> you will probably have to rely heavily on your faith in God in order to do this. Perhaps it'll help you if you read again Jesus' sermon on loving your enemies, loving those who hate you, loving those who use you, and then ask God to help you practice the teachings of Jesus. <sighs> I hadn't known, noticed how sultry his voice is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you won't like it, but you're going to have to rely on your faith in Jesus to see you through this hellish time. Like, <laughs> Just, isn't, isn't that Jesus-assisted rape at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that particular story that, we just, that that clip was from, uh, which I heard without the sultry music, is the most disturbing one. It's like, this relationship clearly is not working at all. And he said, well, just just have sex with him way yeah. more often than he deserves. No, just, just lie back and <laughs> think of Jesus. <laughs> And then he'll come around, and then the, the, like six months later, <laughs> uh, but then like six months later, the guy's like, "Wow, I'm getting laid all the time. Maybe I should be nice to my wife again." It totally works. It should not have worked. All it took it was just six months of her gritting through sex with someone who <laughs> says he hates her regularly. <laughs> and then maybe he will play Scrabble with her. <laughs> yeah, right. That was it. It's like after two months of sleeping with him way more often than you should. Ask him to play Scrabble once. And if he says no, wait another month. Fuck, you could play Scrabble online. <laughs> okay, so here's something that I hate. I really hate the love tank metaphor. It's a book where about love languages, and then we're using language to fill the love tank, which is like a language tank. Who is, yeah. who is like going along with him on this? The yeah, point is he's I, not a good mechanic either. He's not a good mechanic, but then again, I don't think the people that he's helping really need a good mechanic. I mean, the idea of a fun night for, like, hey, try something fun is, like, camping on the living room floor with an orange lamp. With a, with a fireplace or an orange lamp, in case you're <laughs> or like, easily or, confused. Or, thank God, like, you know, the Scrabble thing we just talked about. Or, or even, like, you know, when they're like, let's play a fun game. I call it Tank Check, where twice a week... You ask your partner between one and ten how full their tank is. This is That's a, not a game. This is not a game at all. How do you win this game? Yeah. How do I... Backgammon is a fun game. You die. <laughs> That's how you win this game. You die first. How do I... 
what if my primary love language with my girlfriend is beating her at games to assert my dominance? <laughs> How can I win at this game? It will not help. Well, you just better hope that her primary love language is losing. <laughs> oh, I'll, actually, I wrote this down too. Is this is my my number two hate. But I suggested some modifications for the Love Tank game. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You both write down your numbers on a piece of paper. Then you take bets on who's uh, what the other person will be, and the person who gets the closest without going over gets a divorce. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> this is the thing that happens when you're a marriage counselor only to old religious people in the South is that most of these couples got married for like land deals. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get them divorced. So you, you have to talk to them on that language. And that I think we're showing on a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> we may be showing our coastal bias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to win us a lot of new listeners in the South. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I I don't know much about Sarasota, Florida, but I'm assuming they still merge two families that are powerful have powerful tobacco farms. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rian Weep does not uh, say that all people in the South get married to end blood feuds. You know, <laughs> All right, uh, here's something else I hate Can I, uh, to change gears pretty dramatically. I really hate during the surprise ending when he talks about, the, about Jesus. I hate this quote. As an anthropologist, I had been trained to examine data. I decided to personally excavate the roots of the Christian faith. Examining the historical accounts of Christ's birth, life, death, and resurrection, I came to view his death as an expression of his love and his resurrection as profound evidence of his power. I don't think that scientists in general would agree with you that you examined the data and determined that Jesus coming back from the dead meant that he was powerful. <laughs> A lot of weird pseudoscience in this. I mean, he's already an anthropologist, so I don't hold him in the highest scientific esteem. <laughs> Take that, anthropology. <laughs> You're that. a stupid science. <laughs> You're, You're not science. You're just reckoning. You're you're hanging out with Chinese people. That's not the same. <laughs> Guys, this is pretty good noodles. Maybe I can write a paper. <laughs> you can totally tell he's an anthropologist because he does things like, say, you know, he just makes loose generalizations that mix between fact and metaphor. He says things like, without love, mountains would be unclimbable. And quote Mark Twain saying that he could live off a compliment for two months. And he said, that means that if you gave Mark Twain six compliments in a year, he would he literally survive. Never eat food. <laughs> yeah. no. I, I don't know. I don't want to keep bringing it back to sex, but I kind of do. But uh, <laughs> remember like the, the section where he was talking about the physical imperative for men to have sex. And he just sort of like mixed fact and fiction all together <laughs> yeah, where it was like men, men sperm builds up in their balls and they need to have sex and release it but there's no physical basis whatsoever for women to have sex we yeah, only do none. it we feel like it they do it to feel closeness because they love you <laughs> they yeah. do it because dr chapman tells them to because god tells them to and, if, if <laughs> and they men cheat feel them. no emotion about sex whatsoever ever exactly well i don't know if you know this but women have this build up in their ovaries where they need to do dishes <laughs> oh is that what that is i thought it was just you know fibrosis or something <laughs> you cannot surgically remove your need for dishes so it's not fibrosis 
I've been having heavy periods lately. Maybe I should do some laundry. <laughs> that's that's, that's yes. probably good for two reasons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did we so ever play that like taboo game? I didn't really notice any kind oh. of <laughs> <laughs> taboo was the thing <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> Waiting for you to say it. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm not your substitute, not bother. Oh no. I should go through and, and say, I mean, like, of the five love languages, which one we are or something like that. I mean, I, I, I was hoping before I read the book, I was assuming my love languages, the five love languages were different for each person. Yeah. So it was like you had like five primary things and mine were going to be sex, 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 cookies and Spanish. <laughs> I mean, this is so. This is basically so basic because yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> Wait, Spanish was one of them. Awesome, <laughs> big fan. Um, Quieres galletas? <laughs> anyway, it's sort of hard to say. When the, like I was expecting them to be something more complicated, but the five languages of love are simply listen to your partner, spend time with your partner, give your partner things, occasionally don't have a headache, and don't be a dick. Take out the trash. Like that's yeah. all they are. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, could you say something else in Spanish? <laughs> what do you, I'm trying to think of something that's themed off of sex. I have, I already have, I'm at, I'm at three kisses right now. <laughs> oh, peso me. <laughs> Yo soy un hombre sincero. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we just hit seven kisses. kisses. As is my Cyrano de Bergerac you know of spanish off. yeah it's great because i'm just first seducing alex well, i'm just doing la bamba also <laughs> la, 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 la bamba <laughs> feliz navidad <laughs> donde esta donde esta yolanda <laughs> la cucaracha la cucaracha <laughs> i mean my biggest complaint with this i think it's just that it's kind of hard to see when one stops and when one whether it starts. Like, how do you really differentiate between gifts and and yeah, and gifts service, and compliments and service? Yeah, because and... like for example, if like maybe you and your partner are performing like I don't know laser hair removal on each other, okay? If it's a one-time thing, <laughs> for example. Hold on a second. Right. Just for example. I just, I just want to follow the train here. So, uh, are yeah. you performing it on each other, or have you bought each other gift cards to the same day spa? Well, no, I think they brought the big in. And, oh, okay. wait. So you, so you're you have nice. a laser and you're pointing it at your your partner's crotch. Well, it doesn't have to be crotch. It could be anywhere. Oh, sure. Okay. Eyebrows. Sure. Eyebrows. So yeah. I'm using my laser. It's a lack of eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really what gets my tank full. You know, yeah. no eyebrows. I wanted to always look surprised. I mean, you're right. As, <laughs> in this particular case, you have isolated an incident incident where. It is hard to tell if this is a good or a service that you're providing. But yeah, if you do it all the time regularly, then it's and you're also service. spending, you know, you're also spending quality time with them. So right. Right. If you say you did a good job on it, <laughs> this is great laser hair removal you're doing. And yeah. like, if you're touching them with the laser, yeah, the la- <laughs> I'm holding your hand while I'm I'm burning the hair off your junk. So yeah, we're, five that's five. all five five for five. Bingo! Five for five. Gary Chapman approved. <laughs> Man, I really hope we don't have to do that for a month instead. <laughs> Body by Gary Chapman. <laughs> no, 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 baby. I ain't acting what you. 
All right, so now it is time for our, uh, for our anchor segment today. We're going to do something very different than we've ever done before because we've learned so much from Gary Chapman. What I would like us to do is I would like us to actually share the knowledge that we've gained. So what we're going to do is we posted the other day on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash read it and weep, and we asked people to call in and leave us uh, voicemail messages asking us relationship questions. So we're going to play some of those questions for you now, and we're just going to answer them as we have now all become experts on long-lasting marriages. Does that sound good? Yeah, I feel yeah. confident. Hi there. So my boyfriend's mom produces pornos, but she doesn't think that I'm good enough to be in any of her films. Like, what should I do? Gosh, bye. It Boob job. It's tough to break into the porno business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't a relationship. This is this is more of a career uh, question. And yeah. yeah, the answer is, yeah, like anything else, you have to work your way up from the bottom. <laughs> you know, maybe get a demo reel uh, together. Yeah. And just don't ask her to send it in because this might be my sister. <laughs> that could be awkward. Send it in, though. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> you might have to start out with some sick shit just to get started. Hello, this is Ayn Rand. I just had a question about the five love languages. I was just wondering uh, which of the five love languages would cover uh, rape? Because that is my usual language of love. Goodbye. Physical touch, done. Next. <laughs> Are you serious? It's not services? <laughs> Well, I mean, just either one, but devoid of words of affirmation. Yeah, it's really not about which love language you pick. It's making sure you don't do that one. <laughs> All right, wow. And uh, also, uh, Anne Rand was very uh, nice of you to come back from the dead to call us. Anybody uh, ready for question number next? My husband, Admiral Compote, is much older than me, and I don't find him attractive anymore. What should I do? If only there was a way to divorce someone. <laughs> Wait, there is. Divorce someone. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, I, mean, I probably shouldn't say my name, right? Okay, I'm not going to say my name. No one will know who it is. I'm, I'm very safe. I um, met this guy, and it seemed like we were getting along. You know, we had all these, like, things in common. And then one day I saw him, and it was like, not that he wasn't interested in me. It was that he literally hated my guts and wished that I would die a horrible death. So I was like, hmm, maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe I should be backing off. So I backed off because I was like, you don't want to like someone who hates you unless you're a sadist and, or a masochist. Um, but I'm not a masochist. Um, so I backed off. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, you're the most awesome person ever. And I was like, well, yeah. so what do I do? I mean, does he just have multiple personalities or is he into the chase? Tell me. So I guess I should sign off with some cool name. Um yeah, let's let's just go with confused in Kansas. That's fine. I'll be from Kansas. So, thank you. I hope that you can help me. Probably. Yeah. Bye. Wow. Conversations like that are why I don't date vaginas. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your problem is that I'm up here. <laughs> um, I think his primary love language is not being with you, which maybe is an issue. So you have to give him more time away from you. That's how you yeah. fill his love tank. In fact, give him so much space that he's married to someone else. And then and you can not be together forever. Yeah. 
I feel really good about this, guys. I feel like <laughs> I feel really <laughs> solid about the advice that we're giving. I feel like we're really like helping people. We're really helping, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice feeling. All right, next question. Dear Vita and Weep relationship experts, I hear you're reviewing the five love languages. I would like to become an expert in all these languages to be a love linguist, if you will, perhaps a cunning linguist. <laughs> so my question is this: It is Valentine's in um, oh crap, like three days, and I have a twenty dollars budget. I need gifts for my husband, but also my husband's wife and my boss and marriage wife, who I just married yesterday. So it's got to be awesome. But again, twenty dollars. What should I get them? Because I'm pretty sure if I get them all those conversation hearts, I'll never get it again. They taste like chalk. Sincerely, in gratitude, Anna. Do you have a recycling bin? <laughs> Can you paper? get a piece of paper? <laughs> <laughs> Fold it over. <laughs> invite them to Tell them to join them in the jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. All right, we just got at the buzzer. We just received another question. I, I have not pre-screened these, and there are two of them. Ready? Mm-hmm. Like, my significant other is always <laughs> eating my snacks. What can I do? Zoinks. <laughs> Jinkies. Uh, is I... your significant other Chester Cheeto? <laughs> <laughs> or Shaggy and Scooby-Doo? Uh, this is uh, Admiral Compo. Uh, oh, so I was taking this young lady. <clears throat> and we, uh, we were getting to the kissing. None of your business. But, uh, anyway, um, she doesn't like the mustache. I've worn this mustache since World War II. <clears throat> what, what can I do? Also, tell the Commodore I'm tired of him. I, I got two notes on this. One, the transcription was just unable to transcribe this message, <laughs> which is accurate. Yeah, my, I think my ears did the same thing. <laughs> and, and two, uh, the question is, are you married to your wife or are you married to your mustache? And the answer to that is, you're married to your mustache. So listen to that first. What is your mustache's primary love language? Particles of food? <laughs> Give them more particles of food then. Teeny tiny combs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you need to pay attention to that first. That's clearly it. So is there anyone in there, in there to wrap this up, to, to tie it all together, or, or should we be... In summation, trade sex for what you actually want, and write and, lists of what you actually want. And, you know, be careful you're not rubbing the dog, unless that's what you're into. <laughs> <laughs> Done. This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in the offices of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Daniel, we're sorry about your brain and lung cancer. What wish can we grant you? Can it be anything? Anything. I want to kill Seth Rogen. Really? I, I kind of like him. I want him dead. He's not funny, and if you don't kill him, he's going to just make more movies about getting high. Look, Daniel, we don't kill people. Are you sure you don't want to eat ice cream with... Ben Roethlisberger? I don't know who that is. He's a, he's a quarterback who rapes people. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, or, or you could go to Disneyland with Ben Roethlisberger. No, 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 he's terrible. Okay, I wish for Lady Gaga to fall in love with me. One, that's impossible, and two, no. Come on, you guys are the worst. Like, 
All this pain I'm getting from my testicular cancer. Wait, didn't you have lung cancer? Daniel, what medication are you taking? Um, well, it's it's just called, uh, Cancer Be Gone. That's not real. Look, it says right on the bottle, Cancer Be Gone. Daniel, if you can read that fake bottle, you're not blind. And while we were talking to you, three kids with real cancer died without getting any wishes. You need to leave. Can you at least give me something? How about a free trial to Audible, the world's leading provider of audio entertainment? Go to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep and get a free audiobook. You can even keep it if you cancel your membership and you won't get charged. Good idea. You can download Tuesdays with Mori by Mitch Album and see what it's like when somebody's actually dying. At least I won't have to get raped by Ben Roethlisberger. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. The radiation from your iPod or iPhone will probably give you real cancer, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for our uh, last half, the minor compliment. Uh, we're going to go in reverse order from the way we went at the, during the beginning, during the major compliments. So, Chris, what is your final compliment for the five love languages? I really like how applicable this is to my life as a non-married person under the age of 30. Um, in my head, I played the game where I replaced every instance of the word marriage with one night stand and every instance of the word spouse with secretary. It works great. I like that you're under 30, you're unmarried, but you already have a secretary of your own that you get to have affairs with. You're very successful. I do okay. All right, uh, Ezra, minor compliment. Well, at one point, he's dispelling, uh, you know, our idea of romantic love, uh, what happens during the first two years where you're actually happy on your own. And it actually, you know, his understanding of how it's actually going on makes for some pretty uh, pretty sexy uh, talk for post-romantic intellectuals. <laughs> for example, you know, you're not in love, you're just experiencing a temporary collapse of ego boundaries which serves to increase the probability of sexual pairing and bonding so as to enhance the survival of the species. Ooh, yeah. yeah I tingle from that. <laughs> yeah, that's like a one or two. <laughs> Are you at ten yet? Because we should probably move then. <laughs> no, it's not It's not cumulative. It's not like every tenth kiss I get an erection no matter how long ago the <laughs> <laughs> they have to be within a reasonable period of time. Alex, ennui. Oh, God. That's not even Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it's, Alex, just, yeah. it's just post-romantic intellectualism. Oh, thank um. you. <laughs> Three. All right, so for my minor compliment, uh, in addition to the fact, like I said at the beginning, where he taught me how to use punctuation, he also finally taught me how to read other people's emotional states, which has been troublesome for me for a long time. Uh, so we had this great quote. One husband said... When she threw her wedding rings at me and angrily walked out of the house, slamming the door behind her, I knew our marriage was in serious trouble. Oh, is that what that means? Wow. Wow. At the point where she... When she throws your wedding rings at you and leaves. (laughs) And that's not the part where he knows his marriage is over. That's when he's like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. But, but, But to be fair, all right, if your wife was a giant and your wedding rings were like, I know, horseshoes, and she thought you were a horseshoe steak. I'm with you so far. Then I'm she would just try so to. Not. <laughs> and she won the game, so that's why she left. 
your whimsical view on life is so touching sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Makes me just want to smile and hit you in the mouth. <laughs> this has been a very revealing episode. <laughs> All right, Kate, that's it. It's your turn. Uh, I'm going to make it quick, I guess. I mean, if I if I can uh, reveal a little bit about my relationship, sometimes I don't know the sexiest thing to say in bed, but this has given me my absolute new... Uh, new sentence that I'm going to try out tonight, which is, I would like to love you in your love language. <laughs> is that is that similar to, what do you want me to do to you? Is that, is that like a same way of saying that? A different way of saying the same thing? Yeah, except if he says his love language is Klingon, you know. <laughs> I want to fill your love tank. No, no one who is in the process of having sex would ever say, my love language is Klingon, because either... <laughs> Either it's not true because they're getting laid, or it is true because they've been hiding that, and this is not a good time to reveal it. Oh, it's yeah. not that hard to say I love you and cling on. It's just kabong, or depending where you are in the galaxy, kaparha. Duh. Wow, dude. Never been more attracted to Ezra than right now. <laughs> I think what you're, you're really just attracted to is Google, but, but you can let it be Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that is it for our show. Thank you everybody for being here. We have had a lot of fun. I hope you know now better how to love each other. I feel like this is the end of the Jerry Springer Show. Now go out and uh, be nice to each other. Touch each other. Run your fingers through each other's hair while you're vacuuming. Speak in Spanish. Anyway, we will be back again with you next week. Next week we are going to be reading slash not reading. We're going to be watching the Justin Bieber movie Never Say Never. Is that a bad scream or a good scream? I'm so excited. It's a mandatory <laughs> scream. Anytime you see Justin Bieber. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's actually gotten really good reviews from a couple of uh, film sites and from pedophiles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we should, we're, this is going to be very exciting. So check that out. It's new in theaters very soon. So uh, Never Say Never. We'll be back at you next week. As always, you can contact us. Go to read-weep.com slash contact with any feedback you have, questions, comments, relationship advice. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it more later. Kate... Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, you may remember this part. Do you have anything you'd like to uh, refer people to? I know you, we shut down your blog with creepy fans. So. <laughs> Actually, I could use some people's help. Uh, it, they seem so eager to call in. Um, I'm in a band, and we're looking for a band name. And we've gotten to this point where we've written enough music that we're going to have a gig, but we haven't thought of any band name yet. So if people want to help me out and... Uh, so what's Maybe. a quick summary of what your band does and, and what you sound like? Uh, okay, well, you know, we're sort of... I couldn't... I don't know. <laughs> so for our fans, uh, make up what Kate's band does and what they should call themselves. Nice. They could really use it. Uh, is, there a, <laughs> is there a clip of a song or something we could use to help jog their memory? Yeah, I could send you a clip of a song. Okay, so we'll post this on the Facebook page. We'll post some... Uh, a bit of the song and we'll ask for your advice on naming Kate's band as well as describing it in case she ever gets interviewed in the paper no for when she definitely gets interviewed in the paper about her band <laughs> KC and the Sunshine Band <laughs> do you say Kate C and the Sunshine Band <laughs> no Kate that's good yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many people are in your band because if it was ten people it could be called John and Kate plus eight drummers <laughs> can I just be called Beat Me in the Jacuzzi I'm looking for a partner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Kate of Unnamed Band. It's been really good to have you. Yeah, it's uh, the only time we hang out, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you as always for being here, Chris and Ezra. Yes. Hey, and we are still in midstream on our stunt diet, parodying Timothy Ferris's The Four Hour Body. Track our progress at bodybybullshit.com. Well plugged. All right, that's it. We're done. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Come on in, guys. It's fine. Watch fine. Watch fine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>